Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. On this episode, we have divorce attorney Jenny Jeltis, also riding shotgun, Patty Vasquez. You guys have been so amazing so far. I really appreciate all the reviews we've been getting. Please continue to review us and uh, also tell your friends about us and subscribe if you haven't already. And um, check out my new website, uh, not my new website, my new YouTube page, uh, Paul F. Comedy YouTube backslash Paul F. Comedy and my website, Paul F. Comedy, which isn't new. It has all my upcoming dates. I'm going to be in Vegas, Reno. Um, I'm back in Chicago again, and then I'm in Arizona and uh, all kinds of places. Check it out. All my dates are on there. And more importantly, check out our uh, sponsors, um, like them, and then uh, there is a chance for you to get a free book uh, from our sponsor, Perfect Pain, on this episode. Just listen up. You'll see how you can do it. Listen, you know I'm a lawyer. I talk about it often, but when I have legal questions or I have legal issues that I'm facing, I go to my friend, Scott Shapiro. So if you've been injured on the job, um, need compensation, you might be entitled to money that you don't even know about. And that holds true for workers' compensation, personal injury, all that stuff. Um, My friend Scott Shapiro has been helping injured workers and doing entertainment law for almost 20 years now. You need to contact him, 312-648-8800, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He is legitimately one of the best people and best lawyers I know. Um, If you call him, you tell him Singles Only sent you or I sent you, it's a free consultation. Granted, it's a free consultation anyway, probably, but boom. Just just throw my name so I can uh, stay in business here. Um, He is a full-service law firm in addition to workers' compensation cases, work injuries. He handles litigation. He handles all your legal needs for entertainment law. So those of you who are entertainers out there have legal questions. He's your guy. Again, free consultation. Don't take a chance and not get a lawyer. 312-648-8800 or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. Listen, I told you I had a special treat for listeners, loyal listeners of the show, Singles Only. And here it is. You heard me talk about the book Perfect Pain, which is a memoir by my friend Param Parastron. It's an awesome book about his journey, his life journey of how he had this perfect life on paper, family, successful career, money, everything, but he had an underlying pain that he didn't address. And this book addresses that. It addresses his life in an amazing way. He had such a cool life, um, and he had some personal demons that he struggled with, and through therapy, he conquers that. It's a great book. I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Read it, perfectpain.com. But here's what I'm going to do. I talked to the author, Param Parastron, and he is going to let me give away a book every week. Here's what you have to do to get a free book. Subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. Once you've given us a review, five-star review, um, message me and tell me you did it, and I'm going to send you the book. Once, one a week, we're going to do this until we run out of books. I've got 22 to give away, it sounds like. So perfectpain.com if you want to buy the book, available on Amazon and available in auto 
audiobook too. But if you are a listener of this podcast, all you got to do is review this podcast and then message me and say, hey, I reviewed it. Or if there's a way to contact you, I'll figure it out. Um, and you're going to get a book sent to you. You don't even have to leave your house. You're going to get a free book. Once a week, I'm doing this for the book Perfect Pain by Param Parastron. It's a great book. I want everyone to read it. I want to make this a bestseller and get the, the far of our bump, the singles only bump. So buy it today or give us a review and get your free copy. And when you like it, don't lend it to other people. Make them buy it too because it supports this author and this journey. Perfect pain, parm, parastron. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farva. Riding shotgun is your future state rep, Patty Vasquez. Hey, Patty. Hello. I it's, like the way that sounds. Yeah. yeah I like how you. it's so bizarre that we have to change your title from uh, Voice of Treason to Future State Rep. Oh, yeah. I probably should do that, huh? Yeah. We got to go so. back and edit all 180 Every single one. episodes. And yeah. If you could also edit out anything that someone is uncomfortable with, that would be helpful, I'm <laughs> sure, for them now. I love your caveat. I wish we should. Can we tell people what's that about your caveats that you now send out to your guests? That Oh, yeah. I think that's fair to you let know people what? know. Yeah, because we have. Had, um, a situation. We, we've had a couple situations Ooh. come up where people uh, get into a relationship and they're like, oh, can you take down the podcast? And I'm like, no, it's permanent. And then we had another situation where someone didn't like what they said and they wanted to edit it. I'm like, you know what? We don't do that. It's no holds barred. Yeah. And, I, I, uh, I kind of I, I supported that that play. I, I was like, yeah, can you? And you're like, no, I'm not editing it. I'm not editing anyone's. Yeah. And, I, it's the first time I've seen you come down hard on. Uh, you're like, it just doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. It's not fair. Well, to, once you start. Right. Yeah. Because if you edit something out, as you know, it just makes the interviewer sound like an idiot where you're like cut out. You're like, wait, how did they get there? Have you ever had you ever been asked before to edit something no, out? Before I never had been, okay. No, I had been asked to take stuff down. Uh, that's it. And then and I talked to the person, explained to him, like, listen, your new uh, significant other is going to understand that this was something you said while you were Can I single. Just, I think we're making our guests really nervous now by talking oh. about all of this because <laughs> it's like, what are people worried about what they said? But when I, we had just said we were going to we always follow your lead. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're fine. This is her first time on a podcast and uh, uh, divorce lawyer. So she has some insight into marriage we've had divorce lawyers on the podcast before but uh this one's a little different because we actually met on uh one of the apps and Correct. then uh and then uh we decided hey, maybe we'll just be professional instead well um jen had- jeltis by the way jenny hi, jeltis hi i am did happy i say that right here you did. did a lot of people uh call me jennifer but my legal name is just jenny so it comes up very much where people say How is that Jennifer. possible? How is it Jenny? Because her parents named her Jenny and put it on the birth certificate. That's correct. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yes. I've never, I've never Did heard you see how that. how quickly I jumped in on that? I'm like, I'm all about the names this week. Yes. <laughs> Jenny. Is it Jenny with a Y? It is. Okay. Yes. And yes, that's Did I right. describe our relationship yeah, uh, accurately PG-13? Yeah, yeah. I think we met on Bumble. <laughs> Bumble? Okay. Yes, yes. I think that's right. Uh-huh. And you did comedy briefly too, right? Like I you did. Were, that's how we met because you... Uh, you after we met you mentioned that you were going to do comedy i was like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. i don't hang out with other comedians but. i don't know a lot of lawyer slash comedians so i found it 
really fun to hear your experience. And I took a couple stand-up classes with Kelsey Huff when she oh, was Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah. yeah, and I enjoyed it, but I found that it was really hard to maintain while running a law practice because it's the night scene and switching gears from a nine-to-five and having court in the morning mm-hmm. and then going to dive bars and doing sets. I, it was just too much for me, but mm-hmm. I loved it, and maybe I'll try it again one day. Yeah, I, I remember when I had to do both. It was it was pretty uh, stressful to say the <laughs> least. But now I wake up. I just woke up. So <laughs> don't rub it in her face. And we can tell. No, just kidding. Yeah, you can tell. So <laughs> you are you're a divorce lawyer. So you are surrounded by the the uh, the fact that relationships don't work out. You you see every day uh, the results of till death do us part not really happening. Yes. And how has that affected your outlook on wanting to get married and have kids and all that good stuff? You know, it's it's interesting because it comes almost naturally to me to see that on a regular basis because my parents were divorced multiple times. So I also lived it as a child and it still surprisingly hasn't jaded my sense of falling in love and wanting that one day. However, I think I have a much more realistic view of it and knowing that it doesn't mean death do us part it could be tell tell we part ways tell we I'll grow, grow apart other, yeah. exactly and uh so people divorce uh when they should have broken up a long time ago maybe they shouldn't have ever gotten married in the first place so i view it as i don't view it much differently than any other relationship any other romantic relationship and then they say the divorce rate's 50 percent so. is that still what you've experienced is that yeah right? and they say it's actually higher for second marriages i don't know why but they say it's even oh, i thought it would be less. i think you have a lower no i think you have a lower tolerance you, you can identify oh, you much do. more quickly well, that, makes sense. that something's going south and you're like uh, pull the plug yeah i know this divorce coach and she said that second marriages it's like 67 percent mm-hmm. uh but I, I don't know i mean i have my own my own theories on it and and i don't it, it's hard to see some trends people say oh well if you marry younger is it more likely that you'll divorce or if there's an age gap or all of these things and i really truly don't see trends it could be it could be empty nesters who their children just went to college have been married for 25 years and are now right. divorced it could be a couple in their 20s who dated for 10 years got married and then 2 years later are divorced right it's hard to see trends I think it's just human behavior. Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's so much involved. It's not necessarily anything that comes even internal. It could be external. It could be the way things change socially, too, or if you move or job situations. Do you think that, uh, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, where uh, uh, marriage should be like a contract, like, you know, like pro pro football players. It's like a seven-year contract you renew. Uh, Has that ever happened? Have you had people approach you with that option? And well, if not, why hasn't it? I mean, it's such a good idea because I would think most marriages, you know, just renew it in seven years. You renew your vows mm-hmm. and you or you walk away. I, I like that idea. And if you can find two adults who can intelligently <laughs> come to that agreement on their own, that speaks wonders. And they're probably less likely to get divorced, in my opinion, just because that they were able to it's communicate at that level. Yeah. But I th- also think there's so much at play culturally when there's, you know, when someone grows up with the expectation of what the rest of their life is going to look like. You're influenced by the media and your friends, your well, circle. But I mean, like, they, you know, they're women, they're women who have like a wedding book that they start collecting pictures of dresses and, and men imagine being able to provide for a family and they, they, I don't have to sign a contract. All I'm, that I'm still happens just for seven years now. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing, whether forget about I the understand. political 
aspects of the president right now, but you have a man who has been in multiple uh, marriages, who's president, uh, leader of the free world right now. Here's someone that could t- speak out about that. You know, hey, you can still be successful and, uh, you know, find true love if whatever the contract is he has right now. I'm, again, taking out the politics of it, but here's that could be something that, that he can address. Because it would also be a, a acknowledging failure, right? It would be oh, right. that this thing didn't to, work out. Right. right. Well, the reason it failed is because of the pressure of this marriage, the idea that people have. doesn't matter. No one wants to acknowledge failure. Hmm. And no one wants to acknowledge it's possible. And also, people change their mind. I, if, if a couple gets married under the premise that we are not having kids or they get right. married, that we are building a family, say someone gets ill, someone has a, a huge career path change, or they, they, they change their mind. We are allowed to change grow. our mind. Yeah. Right? And that can be painful and it can be difficult, but it, it, that's life. That's what you need to put in a divorce contract. Changed mind. <laughs> right? You know, like when you do a return, like why are you returning this? Right? You know? Change your mind. Right. Change mind. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> we live in a society now where people are growing personally exponentially because you have way more growth. People are becoming more selfish or self-centered mm-hmm. because they want to do things that they enjoy. And they, as you and they said have access before, to it. Right. And uh, they don't put up, they have a lower tolerance. So... I think that grows with the part where you're growing. You grow as a person and you outgrow the person. You know, you can have a best friend who you've had all your life and then at some point you just outgrow each other. It's the same mm-hmm. concept. Mm-hmm. So, so so should we sign a contract for a friendship? We're three years in, by the way. Our uh, time that. hop. Yeah. yeah, I saw the time we probably, hop. We, we, did, we didn't even bother celebrating it. <laughs> yeah, we're like, we did it last year. It's fine. I should mention that, you know, there is there are contracts for this. They're called prenups and postnups. And couples all the time negotiate if we are to divorce, how are we going to divide our money? How are we going to divide our home? The the thing is, though, you can't negotiate these human behavior standards. In well, California, it, maybe you can. I think that it was, um, I'm forgetting the actress's name offhand. She was the one married to Ben Affleck. I heard that she had negotiated. Yes. I heard that she had negotiated mandatory date nights. And their prenup for a while they were married. Now, how you enforce that, I don't know. But <laughs> well, but she met with her. What's that? She met dates with her. Yeah, her but, husband. Yeah, but I'm saying he was dating other women. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, well, yeah. She I, maybe didn't say tri- with who? Yeah. maybe she did, you know made a mistake on the wording of that. And he, her yeah. lawyer screwed that up. But the, but the the word prenup and postnup have a negative uh, connotation. If you go in with the relationship. And I think you and I talked about it too because you were doing a review on something. It's like your your what you would have is your vows if you right. were to get married. It's like okay, that's what most people should think about. You should be right. like okay until you know yeah. if things happen, it might happen. Right. People have to have a realistic outlook on relationships. Right. And you know that's not to say it's a a, a flippant type of vow or commitment. I think that I think the fact that. I think you should state what it is, how you view marriage. And so in making vows, if you say, I will be with you no matter what, that's not realistic for me. That's that. that. (laughs) What are the conditions that you'd be like, I'm walking away if obviously if you cheat on me or whatever. I mean, even even that people work through those things. Gain 75 pounds. Yeah. Uh, all ki- all kinds of things is different for all sure. people. Uh, well, people. what are yours? What are your well, deal breakers if um, you were getting married? You know, or your I, vows. Uh, I think I'm a I, truth. I I value truth very much. If someone starts doing things that are um, shady, whether it's 
involving me or not. Um, lying, I, I, I can't tolerate that very well. I want someone who's open and honest. So if they mess up or do something, I would hope that they would not hide it from me. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it would be hard to recover from that. Uh, and also, some of my deal breakers are smoking. I, I couldn't date a smoker. <laughs> There's, I mean, they range from... What, so let's go. Now we're going to turn back to you. You're currently uh, using the apps to meet people. Is that the only way you're meeting people? Or? Currently. However, I'm, I'm getting a little jaded, tired from the apps. I go through phases where I'll do it for a while, but if it starts to feel like a chore, like I have to sit down for an hour and then swipe, I'd rather be doing something else. And mm-hmm. I, I started uh, exploring some other options. There's uh, some new networking slash meetups called that city swoon is hosting in chicago i guess it started in australia but it is for uh professionals in the city and they each one chooses a different age range so you might have age 25 to 35 you might have 35 to 45 and i liked it because it's speed dating but it's not it's not the kind i i tried five years ago it you are set up on eight mini dates so you show up and you sign in on your app and then it says the, the little bell rings and you have eight minutes and you talk to person A and then it, it dings and then you go to person That's a B. a good idea. And then at the end, it's socializing. And they even have in that mix, they have a, a friends one. So you ha- take a little break and you might be just with two other ladies. And I really enjoyed it because it's like, well, that's eight opportunities as opposed to one of back and forth texting and then meeting for coffee and then going through that for two weeks to meet the person and be like, well, that's not. It's not just one. You could be talking to multiple people on the apps. Most guys are talking to multiple people on these apps. I frankly am getting too overwhelmed with it. I run my own business. I'm sending so many Mm -hmm. emails all the time and trying to keep track of everything. Like, which one is this guy? Yeah, there's been a couple times where I've called someone the wrong name and I was very embarrassed. Oh, Uh, boy. How do they react? Uh, he didn't, he stopped talking to me. Aww, <laughs> that's bullshit. They can't. They can't get Come mad on. at you. Yeah. Hope, somebody, hope you're perfect, <laughs> nameless dude that we can't remember. I had someone say that too. I'm like, oh, so wait, you live in Naperville? Like, uh, no, I live in the Loop. I'm like, oh, sorry. And they're like, oh, you're talking wrong person. I'm like, yeah, sorry. I, well, yeah, I of course up. we're talking to other yeah. people. If you're on an app, you're not even. Yeah, you're not even dating me yet. And now you do have. So in my experience in talking to you, we've been friends now for a while. You are. Uh, uh, text Nazi in the sense that if somebody has improper grammar or (laughs) something you said that at one point that that's a deal breaker for you if they don't use it correctly is that correct okay now I'm going to depose you're lawyering yeah is that right uh well partially okay uh I look at my text to see how bad I am (laughs) well (laughs) I do voice to text here's what's funny because I I object to the word Nazi okay (laughs) you are a stickler for it and uh, here's why, because you called me out on something once because mm-hmm. I was texting really fast. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I obviously know what I meant to write. And then you were just saying, you know, you were calling me on it. And now every time I text or message to you, I find errors every time. And now yes. I'm just showing you the the pot kettle yes. situation of why you shouldn't be so strict with these poor gentlemen. Well, I think there's a difference between inadvertent typos and just shorthand texting. Okay. And I first thought it was a millennial age thing, like saying K and your, you are for your. Yeah, yeah not a fan of either one of those. 
Yeah. No, and I don't know what it is. I never have been. I'm old. Call me old fashioned, but that type of shorthand. Most of my friends don't. I don't have any friend that says you're. Maybe here you and are. there. You are. Yeah. Oh, I do it all the time. And so it's clearly not an age Patty thing, Paul, because you're not 25. So I'm 29. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know what it is, and uh, I do I. I do acknowledge that I I do make several typos. I just feel like you're you're you may be uh, auto. I blame autocorrect. You you may yeah it could be autocorrect or mm-hmm. people some people uh, like my parents are just older and they can't they don't type as well. Yeah, you know, it's harder for them to type and they haven't uh, right. gone to the high the larger font yet. And I gave this as some, they should. Yeah, I gave this some thought on the way here because I know you were maybe going to ask me about this and I think someone posted about it too. It's. If you're, especially if you're dating someone and you want to develop mutual interest and show interest, if one person's putting themselves out there and they send a longer than normal text, perhaps they say, oh, my day's kind of rough. This happened. I hope you're doing well. Uh, Does noon work for you to meet for lunch? And you get a text back that says, okay, that's it. Or K. For me, and I might be overly sensitive about this, it shows the amount of energy they're putting into it is a mm-hmm. complete mismatch from the amount of energy I'm putting into it. And I think it, there's something to be said for that. I agree. It, well, seem, it feels dismissive, too. Like mm-hmm. Also, uh, like so, sure. Sure is never a good feeling. Just to be uh, devil's advocate, they could be also very busy at the time and they just want to respond quickly, be like, I'm in right now, I'm doing something else, as opposed to not responding and but, then you're left unread. And being like, yeah, and I can I can see that. I think Patty's when you're early on in dating, though, you don't know. Right. So most people are going it's to err on the side of dismissive because you're yep. in dating. And I think if you're in the dating, everyone wants to put their best foot forward. Hmm. I think that uh, the just putting okay is not that much of like no matter how busy you are. I just I would encourage anyone who what ever about responds just, with K. What about just harding their response or checking it? Thumbs like, up, thumbs, thumbs up. up. Is that less? I like a thumbs up better. It's yeah, cuter. It's yeah. an emoji. It's I yep. this is so interesting. Thumbs up instead of K. So you'll go with a thumbs up. Yep. Um, okay, so what are what are some of the other? Uh, and by the way, how old is your phone that you don't have automatic responses available anymore? Like mine gives me the option of like sounds good, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. No, I have iPhones. iPhones don't do that. Yeah, well then you suck. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's Apple is our number one uh, sponsor right now, Patty. Is it really? Let no. me see. If I can show you. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it gives me an automatic response. Like it, it bases yeah. it off the tone. of It the, knows your. So what are the what are the other situations? So you went on this city swoon thing. You like that? What um what are the what are these other other than uh, text dismissive text? What are the other things that uh <laughs> that are turning you off from dudes and dating? Uh, well, I did have an experience where the guy was way too pushy and forward on the first date, and I feel like what does that mean? What does that mm, entail? Uh, so. I let him drive me home after the date, and he pulled the bathroom trick, saying, "I want to use the bathroom. I need, I need to use the bathroom." And I, because he was driving back, and it was kind of far. And in hindsight, I, I probably should have known better. I'm like, "I think you're fine," and I was joking around. I'm like, "Oh, there's an alley right there," and I was trying to just joke around with him about yeah. it. Like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed, right? And he's like, "No, really, seriously." And 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 he, he had, oh. yeah. And so I was like, "Okay." And then uh, when he came uh, up and used the bathroom, he 
he wanted to just hang out more. And he wouldn't leave. He wouldn't yeah, leave. He wouldn't Go leave. say it. Say and it. he's like, oh, should we have a drink? I'm like, this was our agreement. You were coming up to use the bathroom. And it slowly just became more and more uncomfortable. And I've yeah. never been in a situation where I would consider myself a victim of any type of... Um, you know anything that you would have to like call the police or right. anything but for a split second i was thinking i should call my concierge because i want him to leave and i i almost, asked him to leave i and asked him leave? to leave and he kept wanting to kiss what me and so i i i, I almost like uh, physically kind of said them. okay and shut the door on him right? yeah and that was so uncomfortable and oh. it, no, you're absolutely right there's no doubt yeah, about and it i'm made, sorry that's horrible yeah and it made me realize that i um will not on a first date let someone drive me home where they where they uber. know where i live yeah you got an uber yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a safety measure and if they say oh come on it's like you just got to hold your ground and say no it's been a nice night and then you decide if you want to see him again or not i'm so sorry that happened to yeah you. that's thank did you. I, did you talk to him again after that or um, did he, he kept, apologize he i he didn't apologize until i told him that it had so made no me uncomfortable yeah no self-awareness. And so uh, then I said, had to say, I don't think we're a good match. And I just kind of let it go. And he said, okay. Yeah. Bye-bye. Uh, you met him on the apps? I met him on one of the apps. I can't remember if it was Bumble or Hinge. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried different ones. That's funny because there was a time where I actually had to use the bathroom. And the woman was like, do you want to come upstairs? And I was like... I didn't want to. I, I just wanted to leave. And I was like, uh, can I just pee in your alley? <laughs> no, come on. It's, this is a God's honest <laughs> truth. And she was like, are you serious right now? This just happened. Actually, I could tell you when it happened when we get off the air because you were you were involved, Patty. Oh, uh, as, as because, I tend to be, apparently. Well, we, we just had done a show. And uh, I was like, oh, my friend lives nearby. And then I, I called her. It was a girl I used to date. And then uh, and then it we were just hanging. There was no, there was, it wasn't a date or anything, but I was just like, she's like, do you want to just use my bathroom? I'm like, no, nah, I'll just, I'll make it. It's only a 20 minute drive. And then I was like, oh, I'm not going to make it. And then I went to the alley and peed. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but I didn't really, I didn't really think about it as a bathroom trick. And, and I'm like, man, I should start using that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, okay. So I that was. I think a, of another thing too. As you well, were asking I mean, about deal breakers. I would say you can ask. And if, if she says, come on up, then you, and then you let her always lead. I didn't even ask. I agree with so that. You, right? Yeah. Just to give you an idea of how she'll say, well, "Do you want a drink?" Right. Or you know, if you're not in a hurry, mm-hmm. right? How uh, I'm just—I didn't even think of it. She had offered, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like I don't think I don't. In hindsight, I'm thinking, "Wait, did she? Was she inviting?" She me might out? have been. I know. You I, don't I, know I don't, until you follow the lead. I didn't think of that. That's how dumb I am. I guess I don't realize that. I it's like know. the reverse of "Baby, It's Cold Outside." You know right. what? Controversy that was, and they, yeah. they changed the lyrics. I heard that John Legend changed the lyrics to make it more. You can, you do what you want to do, yeah. and Go I girl. will give you. Yeah. So it's the opposite, Paul. You know, if, if you want to use a bathroom, great. If I you're uncomfortable take, uh, with that, go. Yeah. I think I'm the I'm the opposite in terms of self awareness, where I don't I don't notice the, the door open. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Door, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? I don't know. Uh, uh yes. <laughs> I think a little bit. <laughs> in your experience, we yeah, have a, we have, I'm pretty we have, we have a Paul In expert. our experience, yes, <laughs> that is right. Right. Do, am I? Yeah. All right. Well, I clearly. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no. You can shit on me on this. You blush. You blush. Be- on you. you blush beautifully, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. It matches my new red hair. <laughs> no, we're in a podcast, because <laughs> she's reflecting on it. You both are very uncomfortable, and I'm enjoying this. Oh, I'm not. I, I think I'm, it's I'm not uncomfortable. I was going to say. I was going to talk about pets. You're reflecting. Oh, you're okay. Yeah, this has come up in dating. You uh, have cats. I have cats, Plural. and I couldn't date someone who's allergic to cats. Right. And. 
I will give you yes. a caveat. My husband severely allergic to cats, oh. and in the first uh, months of our relationship, he went for shots in order to be able to be around me and my cats. Look so if you that. find someone that committed, yes. so that, I'm just yeah. saying, there you, it can happen. Yeah, um, I did have a recent experience talking with a guy who said, right off the bat, I don't understand how people can choose pets over a possible partner. And I said to him, what? Yeah. And I said to him, and I'm like, I immediately knew this is not a match. And I said, Oh well. I mean, this is not one of those situations where I'm in a committed relationship and I just bring home a cat and say, too bad. It, I, these already exist in my life. It's, it, that would You've be, had them for a while. Yeah, yeah. it's like having a child or, or, yes. or, or anything else in your life that's important to you. And if that doesn't vibe with you, then we'll go on our merry way. That's fine. He was allergic to cats. So he clearly is not an animal lover and he doesn't ha- has had never had dogs. He's never choosing an animal over him. And you know what? You hit it right on the nose. He said, the last girl I dated said that she wouldn't get rid of her, get rid of her animals. Yeah. So he's carrying that baggage into this conversation. And I'm like, I don't even know you. Yeah. I don't even know if I like you. And now you're saying that I'm choosing my cats over you. It's, it was very bizarre. So what is that? I, I think we've mentioned this before. I told you I was in a relationship with this guy who said that he, he resented that I showed my cats more affection than I did for him. And oh, I, said, I don't remember this. Oh, yeah. I said, and I, I, I said, in case you haven't noticed, I've done things for you that I've never done to my cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what you're basing this on. I had a friend who had a dog and his girlfriend was like jealous of she actually mentioned she's like you are they were living together and she was like you give your dog more attention than you give me and like she would like abuse his dog like oh, no. not like not like physically would like push him off the cut like no it's my time with him it was like wow that's <laughs> this that's is a, a true story yeah problem. i gotta bring that into a story somehow but so so jenny you were talking about past relationship what is the longest relationship you've actually you've had uh, you you were almost in, you were engaged or almost engaged. I right? was almost engaged. That was my very first serious relationship too, and it was a long time ago. How old ago. were you? I was at that time sophomore in college, and then we dated all through the rest of college and all through law school. Oh wow, that's a lot. So four five, year, years. five years, yeah. And okay. he was in the military, and I was passing the bar exam and deciding where I was going to live, where mm-hmm. I was going to start my life and it was around the time um when people were going to iraq and he signed up and i had to decide in that moment am i going to be a military wife what am i chose a war or the country over you uh, yeah and that was a very (laughs) difficult thing to navigate because i have so much deep respect for people who do that and are so loyal to their country and serving and Mm -hmm. i have no problem with that i think it's a lifestyle compatibility and i think people who are married to people in the service can can it's hard for them to relate that people who are not it's a very special type of lifestyle and i i don't i don't know a lot about it but i know enough that it would be a very different lifestyle for me and i was too young to navigate that and i wasn't sure if i wanted it uh, well as lawyers you can't really do that because you you would have to take the bar in multiple states if you're going to be moving around. Correct. Too. I can't just you pick can't up that. and move to another state. You have to take a whole bar exam. Mm-hmm. You have to study for it. You have to build up contacts to get business. And so after going in, investing in a law school education and just starting out, I felt like, well, I'm giving up a lot. I'd be giving up a lot too. Sure. Right. So, um, so we we parted and that was my first love, my first serious relationship. And I learned a lot from it. And I'd say that's my longest. I've been in subsequent relationships since not, not as long as that, but ever over a year, uh, one was two years and another was just under a year. 
And uh, how how did you meet the one that was just under a year? Is that more recent? Uh, yeah. Uh, so the most recent one, I would say we broke up about a year ago. Okay. And um, I won't, I, I'm not saying names, but I, I feel like it's the one that broke my heart. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. How did you meet this guy? Uh, well, um, uh, and this is especially why I can't say names. He was a former client. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> right. Well, so, not while you were his. Yeah. Uh, yeah we didn't, we didn't start right. dating. I have to make that very clear. We didn't date while <laughs> he ARDC was my client. Purposes, yeah, for <laughs> so she doesn't get reward, re- reported. Yeah, right. Right. You can't date your client. <laughs> uh, we, uh, yeah. So it was p- much longer after he was no longer my client. Gotcha. And uh, we're still very, uh, you know, good friends and we talk and everything. Uh, but it's it's amazing how you can have a five-year relationship with all these issues I previously said. And then one that's less than one year and it feels that much more intense. Well, you're also sure. older and more mature now. Correct. And you know yourself, you're more sure of your ways. And like Patty said before, you are not going to put up with much shit. Uh, the second time around, it's almost Correct. like a second marriage for you, uh-huh. uh, or a second long real relationship. So right, and everyone has their their deal breakers of what they have experienced in the past and what they'll put up with, what they won't put up with, mm-hmm. and so it can be heartbreaking. Sometimes love isn't enough. I know that's cheesy, but sometimes love is not enough. So I know you that didn't want that one to end. It sounds like no. Oh no. I know. Mm. I think I think one of the big issues was. Um, kids i'm i'm on the fence about whether i want kids or not uh but you know that is that's a tough one and i think that someone going into a relationship they could feel guilt if they you know if one person changes their mind right and, and so that i think was something and i have respect for him for that i think he that, wanted more kids no he did not he did want but he kids. didn't want he didn't want to in my opinion get in a relationship with someone who might want kids and feel guilty about yeah that. I, that's something that we've had on the podcast too, where uh, a guest Jim Cornelison mentioned, and now I kind of I've taken that into into heart from sometimes you learn from the show is that he won't date women who are in their thirties who want kids because he doesn't want to waste their time. Their, their clock is ticking. Their clock is ticking much and, louder. And so now I tend to I tend to to date women who already have kids, so the pressure's off because they know. This isn't going anywhere. I didn't know which way you were going to go with that. I didn't know if you were going to say I tend to date women in their 20s or tend to date oh, women right. in their older. No, I'm, I'm done with that phase of my life. Uh, <laughs> I, I did do that for a while and uh, it didn't turn out well. Um, Are you moving into dating women in their 40s? Uh, yeah, sometimes. I don't know. I, You know, right now I'm in a weird spot where I just don't, I don't really date or I just go on dates and then I'm just like, hey, I'm going to just go home and I'm not going to go upstairs to use your bathroom. I'll just go in the alley. <laughs> I just feel like it's there's just Good too golly. much too much uh too much going on. But so so if you're not if you're not dating but you're going on dates. I go on what's dates. the purpose? Just to have socialization yeah, and meet other just people. To, so I mean make connections with people. I think people ask why are you on the app? That's the thing for me cuz honestly I'll go on the app for a second but then I'll I won't go on it for like sometimes for 2 3 days and then they think that I'm blowing mm, them off. 2 or 3 days. Just well that's a lot. Is Some a people lot freak out. Yeah, they're like uh one time I was talking to someone and then I forgot about it because I went out of town for shows and I came back and it's like, there was like three messages where she's like, go fuck yourself. So I was like, 
oh, sorry, like I was out of right. town um, and I don't check this very often. If you want to switch to text, I can explain to you. She's like, don't bother. I'm like, oh, I'm boy. like, yeah, this would definitely well, not well, work. And this worked out just perfectly. <laughs> That's what you should just do is yeah. see how someone tolerates you not if messaging they can back for two days or whatever. Absent-mindedness, then yeah. So After, you know, being on the apps and dating off and on for so long, I feel like I've become a lot more accepting of People are flaky on the apps, including me. You know, it's, it is the pot calling the kettle black. If I'm like, you didn't respond within this, you know, it's been a week. And then I was just telling, I get bored swiping. If someone had messaged me, I haven't checked my apps in a week. So they could think the very same thing. But it's not thing. flaky. I don't think that that's the accurate term I, for it. I agree. I, I, it is, flaky is when you're blowing someone off with there's an intent. Right. If you're just like, abs- like Wait, you're just flaky busy. is intentional? I would think if you're flaky. Well, no, I mean, no. you're just not, you, you're just a bad I think flaky has a negative connotation, whereas if you're just busy and you're personally doing, you're living your life, you don't have time for the app at all times. If you, what if if you take the flip side of that, if you're on the apps too much, that's not healthy either. Right. Like if you're, if you're like, what the hell? Like that's not, you ha- You need, to, the apps are like in addition to living your life. You shouldn't just be. They're an accessory. Di- yeah. Not like the primary. Like you said, source. Jenny, you're going on, you're going on, you're going to the city swoon. You're, you're using other options to meet people. I'm assuming you're going to bars and, and spending time with your friends too. So people shouldn't be relying on the apps as their only per, uh, social mm-hmm. methods. Yeah. And I think that there's a movement that, that a lot of uh, singles are, are tired of the apps. And I think that's why these type of events and different ideas will do so much better now. Um, when I first did speed dating, uh, I tried it once. It was yeah, the tackiest said, thing. It was it was so tacky. It was like the old school, like little you have one minute with each people, and it was uh, no no offense to the suburbs or Schaumburg or or all those. It, it was it was all. Um, uh, in my opinion, 80% men from all the suburbs coming in the city to, to you know, work. To take to, the women away from us. From uh, that's right. Folk. That's right. And um, it, it, a lot of them were very socially awkward. And I know I'm totally stereotyping. This is uh, no, it's accurate. But uh, it, it, it just it just felt really, you know, just not natural. And this other type of atmosphere, I think, was so much better. So it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I'm uh, curious. I mean, yeah. Well, some of the apps also have events now, too. I know that one of them has one where it's like, uh, you know, you come to this meetup event or they do like outings for comedy shows. That's We were doing a, an event with them for my show, Drink, Date, Laugh, with uh, I think the leak or something. So, um, but yeah. And I like it when the premise is not singles, meet a dating partner. You might meet a new friend. You might meet someone who shares a hobby you love. You might make an awesome business connection. And I think that if you're open to those different things, it's also more enjoyable to go to. Well, and the thing is that we're, you know, because we've become so isolated with social media and the way we connect with each other, being able, having experience, you know, I think in the way it's, uh, uh, you know, sort of formulated mm-hmm. has an impact, you know, mm-hmm. it can be more positive. Yeah. Yes. I agree. I, I I also think that uh, it's all these are are methods to meet people, but ultimately you still got to meet people in real life. Exactly. In, in your real life, like you, the your former client. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, but li- realistically, that's that's that seems to have been the best option for you is meeting these people. Yeah, I mean, because you I, don't meet them, you probably you probably dismissed twenty to thirty people who used improper texts. 
because that Touché. was a, that was a, <laughs> you were too quick on your feet with that. You should have been like, I, I almost need a, a virtual assistant to, to help <laughs> me, uh, you know, screen through people and say, oh, no, you should give this person a chance. Let me respond. It's just, it just comes overwhelming. I think. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm like the date coach. I'm like a I, screening I, app. Yeah. Well, I, I gave you shit for that. I was like, you know, you're you're too. Yeah. Hard on these dudes because I am shame open somebody to constructive on criticism on this, and I and I get people use the shorthand, and I I did I did backtrack from that a little bit. However, I will say though that what I was saying to Patty earlier about the okay, okay, yeah, that, yeah. that's I draw the line with that. <laughs> Apple needs to give you guys uh, access to the shorthand so you can just have an automatic response. I'm just trying to remember when we were talking uh, if I how I made the cut because I'm so shitty at texting. Paul's going to send me transcripts of our past text messages <laughs> now. Like, Here's all the errors that you made. <laughs> yes, so. yes. Jenny, we're, uh, we are way out of time. This was fun. We're going to have to have you come back and uh, see what you've learned on these uh, from our advice that we've given. <laughs> Where can people find out more about you and hopefully not need your services? But if they do. If they do. Uh, www.jeltislaw.com. So my, my website. I'm the owner and founding attorney of Law Offices of Jay Jeltis. I'm celebrating my 10-year anniversary this month. So nice. starting the Congratulations. Law Thank you very much. Uh, I will mention, in addition to to divorce we do estate planning probate oh, yeah. and guardianship so any type of family transition if someone lost a family member or needs to plan for an elderly family member or a disabled family or a member. disabled family mm-hmm. member uh that's an area that we also practice in and so you can find us there and how do you spell your name J-E-L-T-E-S, Jenny Jeltis, Law Offices of J Jeltis. Our office is in the loop and we serve Cook County, Lake, DuPage in DuPage counties. Yes. Excellent. Awesome. Well Thank done. you so much, Jenny, for coming on and, and not shitting on me. You're uh welcome. I thought you had an opportunity. See, I just want to put it out there. Uh <laughs> no one has come on here and said I'm a horrible person. Patty's looking at me like That's I have, true. I have That's some true. things. No, no, you haven't. Thanks for Roger. coming on and Thank you for having uh, me. your check is in the mail for not shitting on me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, Patty, thanks well for done. joining us again. Thank and you for having thank me. you all for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. Water in the zero.